I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Rise House of Ringer FC. Hope you are all safe and well. As you've heard there, there is only one place to start. And my guests are Musa Konga and Ryan Hun. How you doing, guys? What a great... Very well. What a great start. Great what? start. Wow. The man them wow. couldn't the girl them did. Incredible. England have won a major tournament wow. in our lifetime. Brilliant. Can I say this? Can I say this? Like, So just headline figure, England 2, Germany 1, after extra yes. time. What a final, can I just say, before we get into the analysis of the final itself, just mm. credit to both teams and Without thank you to every team that competed for an outstanding tournament to the point where, I remember after the first two games, I think I was saying to Ryan, I cannot tell you who's going to win this because there are like mm -hmm. six teams who are going mm -hmm. at it. Like, we could have been looking at this, we can flash back quickly over the tournament and just be like, mm -hmm. I'm looking going, I'm seeing Sweden, Netherlands, France, mm -hmm. England, obviously, Germany, like... Norway might get to the quarters. Remember and Spain. Remember Spain. what happened to Spain at the start Spain. of this as well? Who they lost? Spain. Listen. So I'm thinking. You know, I'm, I'm looking hell. at this team, this tournament going. I'm thinking six teams can win this, right? Mm. And then for them to come through, for these two teams to end up at the final, where you're like, you know, like sometimes some tournaments you get them where it's like actually I feel like the best team got knocked out in the semis. This was like these were the two best no, teams. They were in the final. These were yeah. the two best teams yeah. in the yeah. final. Like England. And listen. Does that make sense? Moose, I'm not trying to. Yeah, absolute sense. Yeah. Absolute sense. And and we're. You can't take away from the fact that England at home as well for the... For the Pressure. Yes. Fucking hell. You know, and this is why, I tell you, this is why after the Norway, after Norway, we beat Norway, and like Jonathan Lewis so brilliant, brilliantly wrote, Norway are quite good. Yes, yes. Right? What I was worried about when we played Spain and Spain, they, was, they were... And they were cooking for a bit. They were really cooking. And what, what I was worried about was what would have happened if we went out against Spain after doing so well against Austria in front of like 70,000 at Old Trafford, you know, you beat Austria, obviously beat Norway, and then you come to Norway, which everyone was thinking, oh my God, yeah, we'll see what they do now because Norway got a great team. We hammered them. And then what happens is, right, is that if we went out, the people would say, yeah, well, that's what they've been doing. They've been hammering people without realizing the context and everything that's gone on mm. with what Serena's done. Serena has been an England manager for. In September 21, yeah, she took over. <laughs> so all of that, right, while I was sitting, I remember sitting on there thinking when Spain were hurting us, I was thinking, you know something, all this is going to, but people ain't going to, they're not going to grasp what's going on, the enormity of what's going on. And for them to end up getting there, winning it, and I'd still, this is why I'm finding it very difficult, guys, for it to sink in. It's fucking so difficult. If we're not careful, we're going to go mm -hmm. for like an hour and a half and not say anything. Which we should. Which we should. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so should we try and like break it down? So we'll 
we'll go through the game as the actual yes. game, like yeah. tactically, whatever. And then we'll talk about England and Serena and then maybe like looking forward. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Good. Because then. Yeah, so yeah. who's starting? Well, let's start at the beginning. Alex before Pop, the beginning. Before the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Alex Pop, which was, injury. you know, something that you she cannot help. Flagged. Yeah. She flagged mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's happened the night before, right, the team would have known with Germany knowing that and then coming out and mm. performing like they did. Well, I mean, this is the thing, I think, that, that, that when you were saying at the beginning about the two best sides being in the final, I think before the final, on the last show, we were talking either on Stadio or Writers House, and we were saying, mm. these are the two most complete squads mm. and mm-hmm. sides in the competition. Yeah. yeah. And I think you actually saw that to the level of, you know, Germany, as we, we actually haven't mentioned this, but it's worth remembering that they, they missed Jennifer Marajan for the entire tournament. Yeah. And you lose another massive player like Alex Pop before the game. And actually, Leah Schuler comes in, starts centre forward, and does really, really well. And Germany didn't look like a side who were missing like their main That's, catalyst through the tournament, which I think was was kind of wild. Yeah. You know, you know, in the Arnold Clark Cup where they were, they were kind of all over the place, it wasn't quite a team. Just thinking, what's what's happening with Germany? We know that they, when they come to tournaments, it, it, they they get it right. But even watching that Magul Moose. In the Arnold Clark Cup, seen her do certain things. She's got a beautiful free kick, all that sort of stuff. I thought she kind of like picked up the mantle here. You yes, know, in this game. Yeah, I want to throw She's this in as well. Brilliant. So, so actually, I, I loved McGall's performance. I thought that she was extraordinary, and I thought her and Kira Walsh were the core of this. Like, if Kira Walsh was the best player in the pitch, which I thought she was, um, and that was clear from the first like five minutes that she was just on one. It's astonishing. Uh, there was no point where she looked under pressure when she was being pressed. No point. And actually, some of her best passes came when she drew coverage and then played it into a gap mm. behind. Astonishing. But narrowly behind her was McGall only because McGall, in terms of what she does, so they set up as a 4 3 3 nominally, but it's more like a 4 2 4 because she roams and she places really high up throughout the tournament, right? Pop goes off. McGall then takes charge of like a lot of the pressing function, but also like goes down and across, is collecting the ball from deep. And basically, like the ground that she covered was truly astonishing. Like, and she's not like, the biggest character, like not the biggest, and just like in terms of presence though, in terms of stage presence, she was astonishing and did so many clever things, not just, and I was comparing on Twitter to like an old school point guard, like hustling, sharp elbows, grabbing rebounds, boxing out, but also just launching fast breaks. Like it was just the creative brain and the the things, the amazing about McGill's performances, she can't have had that long to make that adjustment. Not Mm. only tactically, but, but psychologically, yeah, you, yeah. that's the thing yeah. that was incredible. Like people taking responsibility for Germany, and I say it just Germany as a, t- as a team in total, you're there as the party pooper. You know, yeah. You're there yeah, as the- and, and there's no, yeah. no country more equipped to be able to, to, to just like drown out the noise, just like blank yeah. out the noise, right, in yeah. what they do. What I loved about is what, when you're playing at this level with the quality of players, which can, like you mentioned Kira Walsh there and McGall, and what I love about them both is when they were at their most potent is like they kind of because Kira Walsh was quite deep <clears throat> excuse me when Elatoon when Elatoon when Elatoon was making her run they kind of like dropped off her a bit and then she she just was able to have two touches of it and then bam the ball in to her was executed perfectly and the way that McGall drifted into the space and then Kara Walsh got pulled out and the finish is so underrated yes right the finish is so underrated for we're talking about the latter stages of that game, mm. you know, for the, and then she finished it, opened her body out and just let the ball just lift up, just lift up into the goal. And like, everyone's just, oh, they scored. I'm thinking to myself, that's elite. Because as a right foot, I probably, I wouldn't want it to come across me because I wouldn't want to mess yes, it yes, up yes, by yes, missing yes, it. Yes, yes. Mm. And God, she just executed it so beautifully. I'm thinking, this is what I'm talking about. How, how are we talking about the goal already? Can I, yeah, actually, can I, can I sorry, but, sorry, but, but Ryan, sorry. I'll just, I'll just spark forward. If you, don't, if you don't deal with the first half, you don't deserve the second. <laughs> Ryan, we were talking before and you made an amazing point about the refereeing where I'd love to sort of hear from you again about how mm-hmm. you felt, yes. why you felt the referee yeah, so coach well, was, was okay. She was frustrating me, right? She was frustrating me. There's a couple of things about the first half in there. It felt scrappy and it felt a little bit cagey, but uh, but quite rugged, if that makes sense. And I'd checked the pass completion at half time. Mm. And then went back and quickly looked at because it felt low for from both sides. And basically, apart from Germany against Spain, which you'd understand that they would have a super low um, like pass completion rate because Spain had just on were on them a lot of the time or had most of the ball. Mm. 
and Germany were quite kind of like hitting, hitting them on the break. Neither side had a lower pass completion rate in any game they played in the tournament. And that was, I think, just a sign of how when you, it's not like, you know, that kind of like unstoppable force, immovable object kind of vibe. Mm. When you get the two most complete elite sides in the final, they were essentially just cancelling them out for that first half. Yes. But with, the, with some of the refereeing decisions, a few people kind of complained about it and I could, I could get it. Mm. You know, and I think that in a lot of other games, maybe some yellow cards would have been dished out a bit sooner, especially for Lena Oberdorf. And actually, she, she was having the kind of game where I nearly, I nearly wrote a tweet saying that Lena Oberdorf is going to finally get booked in like the 75th minute for stopping a yeah. quick free kick. You know, it's like, it was like one of those. It's like doing Al Capone for tax evasion. It is. Or when you see, you know, like how many times there have been games where you see the ref go into book a player and you're like, oh, she's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. assume that she's been You think sent, she must like, have been, been booked. booked already. But, but actually, I could understand trying to let the game flow a little bit and actually, I don't know, understand that it's a final. But then the problem is that when you finally make that first booking, like people always judge that against the ones that you've let go. Mm. Sophie Lawson wrote a great tweet about it saying that they were, most of them were kind of 50-50 in terms of you could, you couldn't, some would, some wouldn't. And therefore it's just- Well, actually I want to throw that in once you, I'm glad you mentioned Sophie Lawson because her coverage uh, for ESPN in particular has been outstanding this tournament. I want to just say that. Unbelievable. And it's been a frame of reference. So thank you, Sophie, for that. I want to say in relation to the refereeing, um, I have some sympathy just because looking back at the quarters and the semis in terms of style of play and the openness of the play and the free flow nature of it, I feel like the referee was not expecting this kind of attritional, abrasive, tactical, you know, I, I know that other games were cagey, but this is a different level. This is a level of intensity we hadn't mm -hmm. seen. So I don't think they were expecting the level of tactical fouling we saw. I felt like there was a two big conversations at half time. I felt, and we'll get to the second half in a sec, but I feel like one was with mm. the referee and the match officials in terms of like the flow of the game, because it really felt like her refereeing in the second half was on top of it. I felt like she was, there was yeah, more authority. Yeah, so I yeah, feel yeah, like there was something at half time happened. Also, I think in relation to like Martina, we'll get into the second half in a second, but I feel like it was almost like get to half time at nil nil. And because the yeah. way that Germany came out in the second half, which we'll get to in a bit, was vastly different to where they approached the first, like the intensity. Yeah. Well, I think, I think yeah. both, both, both players, I mean, both coaches getting to halftime at nil-nil, I think would have, they would have taken it because they both have players that we saw can come off the yeah. bench and change the game. Yeah. But yeah. I have a question. Mm. Go on. Were England lucky to get in at halftime nil-nil because there was a huge penalty, penalty shot for a handball shot, and right. Leah Williamson, mm. which was so weird because... Not a single Germany player mm. appealed for it, <laughs> and it happened so quick. And the only, it went to VAR; they checked it. And the only reason that I can assume that it wasn't given was because it ricocheted off Millie Bright's like thigh. <laughs> but but Leah had her arm up, and she was what less it than was, a yard out, yeah. and it was going in. For ex I don't think she would have proximity, been sent off and I don't think she should have been sent off, mm. but. Is it because it's so I close? It I think it was a penalty. Because right, when we was watching it, I was like, me and Alex Scott, we kind of looked at each other when they were checking it. I was like, you know, when you look at it, you think you can give that because I didn't even see the, the, did it come off the knee or anything, right? Because I remember we looked at each other because it's a penalty check. So then when you look back and then when you see it, you go, oh, oh. Mm. That's the first yeah. thing you do. You think, oh, yeah. they could give that. I was that. convinced. Mm. I was like, it's a penalty. Yeah, they could give that. So... I mean, I'd be yeah, interested I think, yeah, you got, reason, yeah, you got, you know, yeah. Well, I think that with Germany, the thing is they were set up, the way they were playing in that first half in particular, they were like, if we get a goal lead, no one's scoring against us. Like there was almost an element of, if they score that goal in the first half, the way they're setting up, the way they're pressing, mm. the way they play, it's very difficult to break them down. And mm. I can see why that's so frustrating in terms of the flow of the game. For the penalty thing, I think a really good barometer, and Andrew Mangan always says this on Ask Blog, and I think it's a really mm. good way to do it, is like, Flip the flip the decision if it had gone against you, yes. or, yeah, or if it was for right, you. Yeah. So, for example, that kind of thing. You know, if 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 your team didn't get a that penalty, how would you feel? Yes. And I think if England had a penalty shot like that and it wasn't given, I think and had lost the game, especially in would the have climate been, of the game. Yeah, exactly. But to be honest, though, I don't necessarily think that would have decided the game because there was more to come. There was still a lot of football to play. There was mm. still. A lot of players yet to take up, take the pitch who changed the game for both sides. Mm. So I think it might have, actually, I think it might have just opened up the game a little bit earlier. Can I talk about this as well very quickly? I know the game was stop-start, but at the same time, I was surprised by, for example, like Frank Kirby coming off as early as she did. And then I realised 
my goodness, it's physically exhausting. Mm. Because the game is stop-start, they're playing like almost like short bursts, almost like sort of, it felt like interval sprints or something, like interval training. Mm. So Frank Kirby, I, what I, I love about her is the playmaking function she's, she was in in the first half. So dropping deep and some of the passes she played, like this thing, because Frank Kirby is such a great dribbler, we don't always see the long passing that she does. But her mm. and Kira Walsh, I thought they were the likeliest to open up, um, to open up Germany, like with those passes into the flanks, to the channels. But Germany just defended so well in the in the in the wide areas, the fullback areas. That but didn't you see how tight? Didn't so you see tight. How, how tight Oberdorf was on Frank Clamping, Kirby. clamping. Yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. man, she's. So, so we get to half times. No, no. Yes. Tabia Vasmut came on at half time for Eula Brand, who I think did okay. Eula Brand, but it's, it's easy to remember. Like she wasn't starting through the tournament. She only came yeah. in because that's fair. Clara Ball got COVID and she came in. So, but like, huge loss. Yeah. Right. Can I say something about thing? Just because you have to hear this, because Jonas doing it with him and before. Anything was happening while he was watching the game, just before, and it finished, and we was talking. You know, we, you know, they're doing all the adverts, and he says, "Vasmuth, they've got to bring Vasmuth. Yes, she's got to come in." Because when they brought her, brought her in, all of a sudden, Germany's press, oh my, oh my god. god, went went to how it would the game should have started for us, and you, you saw from that time and all of that second half, even though, even when we did actually score our goal, it was we we got the ball back kind of in an area where Germany would have sh uh, and should have been pressing Kira Walsh. This is amazing that you said this because I thought that actually England's goal mm. uh, showed how different the game was in the second half to the first because mm -hmm. those spaces were just... Yes, 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 yes. And the fact that Germany was so uh, on top of England yeah. for that early stages of the second half, they squeezed everything higher up the pitch. And it wasn't complacency or anything like that. It was just Germany's momentum was shifting further and further up the pitch and they were really pen like pinning England in. They felt they could see it. It's, it's like the boxer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that boxer who's not expecting it. Kira Walsh foreshadowed that. She foreshadowed that yeah. through pass because the entire first half, if you see when she's switching and when she's inviting pressure, she's asking for people to come so mm. she can draw them in, spin them, mm. switch. And that's a mm. thing she does because I've seen her do it so many times now, both for Man City and for England, that I'm like, that is a thing you're doing on purpose. <laughs> You're drawing yeah. players in and all, only the best footballers do that. You know that whole thing, you know when you're growing up playing football in England, it's like, oh, man on, man on. It's like, no, actually, mm. elite footballers want two or three players to get on you because you know that your touch yeah. is so good, your movement's so good, you'll bewilder them. You're going to take them out. Here as a footballer, yeah. I did not see move above jogging pace. And I was like, this is a player who walked everywhere and ran the show. Like, I've never seen this. Like, it's like Johan Cruyff said, if, you, if you're sprinting anywhere, you've mistimed your runs. You could, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, love, shout out to you. But it. actually, yeah. also on the goal, just quickly before I forget, I think it's, it's interesting to say, see that like um, Serena brought on Ella Toon and Alessia Russo like a bit earlier, mm. like only 10 minutes into the second half. And again, mm. I think that was actually really smart because in those early, those first 10 minutes of the second half, you could tell that England, they needed an outlet. And actually, yeah. it was like a combination of the Germany kind of pushing England closer towards their own goal on the on the whole, and then England. You know, we talked we've talked about Ellen White all tournament about how she isn't the quickest. She gives you that fixed point in mm -hmm. the early stages of games in the first half, first hour or so specifically that you, allows Lauren Hemp and Beth Mead to work off her really well. Mm. You bring on Alessia Russo, you bring on Ella Toon. You've got a lot more pace up front. All of a sudden, mm. Kira Walsh gets the ball in a pocket. Mm. has this unbelievable, like, just glance up and yeah. like bends this ball in between two Germany defenders through the lines. Ella Toon runs onto it. It's otherworldly. Like, this this goal, mm. like, I had to watch it again because I was just like, the, everything about this goal is just elite. Mm. It's, it's, just, it's just elite. Good it's like, the pass from Kira Walsh is weighted, it's flighted, it's directional, it's split the defence, and it's perfectly onto Ella Toon, who then, like, the, the thing about it as well, the, the amazing thing about the pass is that it makes Mela Fromes make a decision. Yes, yes, yes. yes. There's a point where she's like, actually, fuck, I can come for this. Uh, if she was five or 10 yards a little bit further up, she might have actually got there. Yeah, but, but because it gives that uncertainty, Ella Toon goes through and the finish in those circumstances to do that, I'm sorry, but that is just like... It's, it's, it the is, levels, it's the levels. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the levels. levels because it's the whole what, goal it was just amazing. It's, it's amazing. And, and as well, right, again, it comes down to the margins of the quality of the player yeah. on show. Because like you say, Moose, with Kira, there's not many times... Yes, she does her stuff, she passes, but like, there's not many times where a player of that calibre gets the time and space where all of a sudden, whoa, guys, you fucked up. Yes. This is, you know, there's going to be a bit where, you know, when it goes to Kira Walsh, you know that, that, that meme what goes, and this is when they realise 
They fucked her. <laughs> and she touched it. And then when Ella Toon went, the thing with Ella Toon, she had a look so early yes. once the balls are, that you, if you watch her when she finishes it, guys, she's not actually looking where the goalkeeper is when she's kicking the ball. Wow. She's not, kick, she's not looking at the ball because she's already she's looked. chosen. The goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. And remember what I keep telling you guys about those goal, the goalkeepers need to inch out, inch out. And right, I think you're right. She needed to maybe be a little bit further forward. I don't right. even think I, no but the ball is, was think, bait the ball was bait if, yeah it was maybe that's what it was it's reel her in it's fly fishing yeah fly fishing Kim Ross didn't even really have that much time or space no she didn't really have that no. much time or space and with her body position you're kind of looking to the right flank mm -hmm. she has to really like cut a glance cut almost a over her left, yes. left shoulder yeah. it's, and it's, it's just it's pure class it's pure class it's and just amazing. again with the time what she had Ella Toon coming off the bench again you know coming off the bench and fucking game ready, bro. Game ready to be in, because everybody could have said, oh man, if she was on for maybe five minutes earlier, oh, she maybe got to, got to the pitch of the game. No, <clears throat> she's at the pitch of the game. And this is what Serena's, yes. This is what Serena's done because yes, Serena's got 11. She's really got 15 players who are ready to go. Well, this is, 15 I, of I them. love that you mentioned the subs only because the Vasmith thing, I just have to mention very quickly. She came on and she was a holy terror from the first moment. She, oh my God. she was a holy terror. And here's the thing. I'd seen that before. I was like, I know what this is and how this is going to go. And I was not happy because I saw Wolfsburg, Chelsea, and I saw what she did. She laid waste to that back four. So I knew entirely mm. what she was capable of. And it was almost like- Jonas. I was, mm. I was, uh, I was saying to like, like people in the crowd, I was like, this is wild. Like Germany just basically advanced 10, 15 yards at the start of the second half. And England actually initially were like, hang on a minute. Like they did not see that coming. And that I think was the big conversation at halftime is okay, now we change character. Now we change personality. And it was the switch and in intensity led by Vasmuth, who was just so good at that. Like this is the thing. One characteristic for players, there's a fearlessness there, right? A tactical fearlessness. So someone who's given an instruction and will execute it regardless of the opposition. And we saw that actually in the second leg against, um, Bayern Champions League, uh, Barcelona Champions mm. League, Wolfsburg, where you're like, if you'd played like Vasmuth with that energy throughout the early tournament, you'd have done them, I think maybe even yeah. over, over two legs, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. I agree. So yeah, yeah just, in, I, they, just they, to throw in that, like, uh, that bit of praise for the subs by um, I know. I keep, by yeah, I mean, talking yeah. of subs praise, I know I keep, we keep banging on about the depth and the, these, these teams being the most complete in the tournament, but the thing is, Every single substitute in this game, you could see like the effect. Yes, yes, yes. Because then, yes, not yes. long after the goal, Germany bring on Lohmann and oh my goodness. Anya Mee. And Anya Mee, like, she, gave, good. she just oh, caused Stretched havoc. it, my goodness. From that moment yeah. on, from that moment on, Germany, they were causing absolute havoc down that right-hand side. The wide areas, yeah. Yeah, Magul had that shot that hit the post or the bar. Was it the bar or the that post? Did, no, it was the bar. The post, the post. No, you know what? Yeah. Mary Earps yeah. actually got a little hand it, to it. Yes, it was a save from Mary Earps. It was a save from Mary Earps. She got a flick on it because you could tell it was like it was a fingertip and you could only really see it on the replay. Then Julia Gwynn hits that pass across the box. Mm. I think it's Sydney Lohman is on the end of it stretching. She can't quite get there. But it's one of those passes that happens in a game where a side really starts to have momentum. Mm. Weirdly, it wasn't like Magul's one off the bar that was the, the check. It was actually the Julia Gwynn pass that went all the way across. Mm. Yes. And then the goal comes from the same side and it's Tabia Vasmut, mm. the substitute that we said came on at half time. And, and like, they sucked really her out, sucked Leah out there. Yeah. Yeah, but right, did you feel like it was, um, again, because I think England were kind of on the attack and, and it was so easy that when we look back and said, fuck, you know, that's easy. The way they broke, broke us down. All of a sudden there was a ball where I think, I think Leah thinks I could just go and tow that mm. and she gets it past her and then no one, for some reason, I don't know, no one picks up Magool. If you look at it, she runs into this massive space. The only time she's engaged is when she actually goes in the box. And then what happens is, so I can't remember which one of the forwards makes a run out to the right, which then attracts the centre half out there again, mm -hmm. Leah. And then that leaves the space for McGall, who just makes that run in off, off of Millie Bright and just like finishes it so well. I'm thinking for a game that is so tight in respect of chances and, and two teams that don't concede many goals, I thought the two goals were quite, quite easy. So when the Germany goal came, it was really weird because England had a couple of other chances up the other end. Germany kept exploring down, the uh, down their right-hand side. Yep. Rachel Daly started to struggle and I think she played well actually again before that, but she started to struggle in that 10 to 15 minutes before the Germany goal. Against combinations. Mm -hmm. 
Not not yeah, not, again, not in one on one against combinations. Yeah, combinations. Yeah. yeah, I have sympathy for um, Serena there with the Rachel Daly substitution, not making it sooner before the goal. Oh no! The, the, totally the reason did. why the reason why because it was stick or twist. Because at the same time that Germany were finding joy down the right, England were finding a lot of joy down the left. And there was actually one particular yeah. moment where, if one of the forwards holds doesn't hold the run but just keeps going, I think it was Russo. If Russo just mm. keeps sprinting, mm. and the centre back messes up a back pass. She's through on frames. Like, and there was, so it was almost like yeah. that flank was like, that was the party zone. And almost like, if we bring on Greenwood now, are we going to invite pressure, which has a different yeah, kind of problem? And they tuck into the pocket. Or do we push high with Rachel Daly, trust her again in the one on ones? Because don't forget, the, the, the goal that actually was scored in the end was a level of intricacy that was, that was, it was, it was an outstanding goal. It was, you know, it, it, mm. an outstanding, in its own way, just as good as the, the goal that um, Toon scores. Mm-hmm. And what I mean, it's almost like, almost like, Serena almost made the calculation. If you're going to score there, it's got to be an outstanding goal. And credit to McGall, because McGall is one of the most visible people. At that, that day, she was one of the most visible people in West London, one of the most distinct people. <laughs> but somehow she disappeared in front of 90,000 people. <laughs> I literally was like, where has she gone? And I was like, oh, where, oh, oh, oh no, there, that's where she is. But the interesting thing on Daly as well is that you remember the other day we were talking about the issue of like the, the balance that the English back four with the left foot, right yes, foot. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, but England got out a couple of times with Rachel Daly playing that right foot ball inside the German fullback and like between the fullback and centre back. And yes, they, they, they yes. did that a couple of times as well. Yeah. So that was another outlet for them. So because England have used a very specific system throughout the whole tournament and Serena knows that she has a bench to go to that can impact games and has impacted games, I think it's very easy in hindsight for us to say, oh, you should have made that earlier because you know the impact they can have. But actually, Serena, we've talked about this through the tournament. We'll talk about Serena a little bit later, but you had two coaches in the final here with Serena and Martina who who are two of the best in international football at managing game states. And we've seen it all tournament and we saw it mm-hmm. again today. And you're talking about margins against mm-hmm. two of the most elite teams in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. From the time Vasmuth came on and, and, and the way they scored their goal in ease, I, d- I saw, and anybody who can say, well, no, I kind of saw that we were going to end up getting this. I could only see Germany who seem to have a lot more energy, a lot more verve about them for some reason, um, getting into our back four than we did of theirs because we seem to, I thought Lauren Hemp, again, you know, one of those kind of performances where she'd done a lot more coming, coming back towards her goal than she'd done for us going forward, which was her job yesterday. You know, that's, 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 how, it, that's how it panned out for her yesterday. So once we got into like the second half and, and especially the extra time, I was really worried for us because I was thinking, well, Who's, who's it going to be? Who's, who's going to break their defence, get down and then do something like we're seeing Germany do to us so frequently? They were doing it so often. They were breaking through. Oberdorf was getting the ball out there. They were coming in. They were making runs and it was coming across that box and things like that. I was thinking, how are we going to score? It's going to have to be a set piece. I couldn't see it any other way. I couldn't see who was going to do it because you looked at Alessia and, you know, after the first few runs, right, she looked really, she looked like she was really struggling. Mm. You know, because we, it's not like Alessia's going to come on and we're going to play it into her. And when she gets it, her job is to hold it, um, um, go and support her and then play off of her from there so as we can move up the pitch that way. We were still playing her as somebody that, if we're going to run into the channels, and she didn't have the pace to go down there because I thought Hegerin, I thought she had a fantastic Tournament game. And t- yeah, outstanding. But this yeah. is the thing, in the final, can you really, you, no one had a howler. No, 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 people no, got exhausted. No. But no one had a howler. It's that Wembley pitch. People don't really. It's spongy, guys. It's so draining. The challenge I felt for England was that with Fran Kirby going off, understandably, probably some exhaustion, some tiredness. She ran, you know, ran herself around. They lacked that kind of playmaker in the sense of like someone initiating the play. They've got people that can beat people off the dribble and create chances, but it felt they didn't have that kind of like that consistent playmaker who was really at that level because Lauren Hemp. Brilliant player, I think, was just in terms of rhythm, 
was maybe just not in terms of the playmaking rhythm, not a criticism, but just, just how it panned out. What I think, and I, we can get into the extra time, like the introduction of Chloe Kelly, a player who I just, you know, my favorite attacker for Man City. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch her for Man City, I'm struck by the ability to find space, either flank, mm-hmm. can play her all across the forward line if necessary. And just someone who is, just because of the sheer attacking depth that, that England have, as someone who in, in most other teams would feature more than she has for England, but just because she's so, England is so good, doesn't get regular games. Yeah, when she came on the pod, she was just like, I just want to be fit enough to be selected. Yeah. Yes, just yeah. to be selected. Oh, you know something, right? That is amazing because for somebody, she doesn't even know. Look what's happened. I was out for her. For somebody who doesn't even know that they're going to be there to end up like, like winning it for her, your country. Listen, after her first goal in a competitive fixture for England because the oh Belgian one got given as an own goal. Can I say, I love this goal for so many reasons, right? I mean, because it, obviously it's relevant to my interest because she crashed a six-yard box. But I also loved it because it just showed desire and how small the margins are in elite tournaments. Because if you see when this ball comes in from the corner, she's fighting. She's in a kind of like sort of arm wrestle. She's being dragged one way, swings at the ball because it's like, and then she adjusts her body and she just pounces. And she is outnumbered in that. And that configurates maybe like three Germany players around. Three, And she's like, I want that. That's like, that's that's, that's like Goldilocks and the three bears. That's, That's my porridge. That is my, yeah, that is, <laughs> she's in there and she snatches. I don't care who's in the box. That's the thing. You're arriving in that area. This is the energy that Alex Pop arrived. And what I love is I love that basically three of the mm. last four goals in this tournament, this, you know, this super advanced tactical tournament. I love that three of the last four goals were the most traditional center forward finishes you could imagine. Yeah, like any center forward of any generation would see the goals that Pop scored in the semi and that Chloe Kelly mm. scored in the final and be like, I'm so proud of that goal. I'm so proud of the ugliness and the desire behind that goal. I just loved it. It was like, it was mm. a lot of people like, oh, it was scrappers. Like, no, that's the, you have to understand in a game of this magnitude in a tournament this tight, that's actually the perfect goal. But this is again, what I'm saying about, you say about Lauren, Lauren Hemp and mm. there's been moments in the tournament all through the games in that where she's shown quality that has helped us to win games. Because again, that corner is like Beckham, 99. Who do you want to take two corners for you because you need the, because the game's on the mm. line? You know what I mean? And she takes, she takes, she takes a corner, puts it right in the spot. Love it. And, love it. And, and bam. You know, like you say, Moose, there's fucking, there's, fr- when you looked at the way Germany was setting up, they were setting up with that, 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 um, that zone on the six yard box. Mm. You need a precise ball. Yes. You need somebody at that, 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 that stage in the game, extra time, you know what, this is it. We're probably going to penalties, but you need somebody who's got the quality to still put the ball in an area what's going to cause them problems. And that's exactly where she put yes. it. Now, Love it. You say, like with Chloe, Chloe Kelly being in there as a winger, finding herself in the middle of, this, of the, um, the six-yard box and having the first swipe, she probably thought, oh no, she's missed it. And then the ball coming back to her. Love and it. The, the awareness to be able to say, I just need to put The awareness and the optimism to keep feasting. Some, Listen, yes, it's the main character yes. energy. You need to enter the six-yard box and main character energy. Sometimes you see people enter the box, they're like, oh, I'm just here. I'm just happy to be here. Sometimes you see strikers going mm. to the penalty area. You know, you've, you've both seen it. They're like, I'm just happy to be here. You know, like when you get, you get booked for a big gig, you don't, you, the gig's too big for you, so you don't perform well. And <laughs> she arrived in that box and she was like, this is my- She's ready for the gig. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm a headliner. She arrived like a headliner. Can I, can I throw this as well? She was so quick to celebrate that she's taking off her shirt, which should slow her down. And Nikita Paris, who is no slouch, couldn't catch her. Couldn't catch her. The speed. (laughs) (laughs) The energy. This this final, if Germany had won it, it would have been a fair result. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. That's how close it was. It was so close to call. It was so finely balanced. I think marginally Germany were the better side throughout. They had that penalty shout, which I think could have been a massive, could have changed the momentum of the game. But... What we saw throughout the whole game, and we saw this through the whole of the knockout phases, is that when elite teams come up against each other, both of them have to ride out difficult moments and weather mm. the storm a little bit. Yeah. So you asked in the WhatsApp chat, is it tense at the stadium? And I came in at half time and I was just like, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. And then I, I asked everyone else and I was like, is it tense? Is it tense? And they were like, yeah, yeah, it's tense. And I, I asked like five tense, people Moose, and everyone was like, sir, what are you doing? And I'm like, I was so chill at halftime. I had a coffee. I had a coffee at halftime. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, what Musa didn't tell you is that he had a bag of edibles before the game. <laughs> <laughs> he must have because I don't know anybody. It's because you know what? You go, you, so I get to Wembley and when we went into the, into the, into the, like the green room, 
You know, you could, you could just feel mm. everybody, we're in the final, it's against Germany. And you know what? To a certain extent, everybody's fucking shitting themselves. <laughs> right? Because remember as well, we don't even know that, unfortunately for Pop, she's going she's gonna to miss that. Because yes. I'm not even joking, guys. When you heard that, we're on the podium getting ready. We're up on the, up in the, the, the gantry, I should say, getting ready. And then it comes through. And then you kind of feel a bit of, oh, but, oh. You know that kind of like, oh, she's out. Oh, but whoa, hang on. This, this, is the, this is the kind of like news what makes you feel like you've got a little bit, your stomach's kind of like, the knots are kind of going a little bit because that is taking away a massive element of their team. The most devastating attacking force, I think, maybe it's, left in the tournament. I think, yeah, right? And well, so, I mean, literally, sudden, literally, is no one, literally is no yeah. one's scored in five consecutive Euro no. games right. ever yeah. until that. And so, so you say, was, was it tense? Up until that point, it was fucking really tense. I mean, let's get real, Ray. Like, no offence, I love you dearly, but rarely have you entered a, a game like that and I've texted you and been like, how are you feeling? I'm, like, yeah, you know I'm all right, right? I'm all right. To be honest, someone right. summed it. I'm nervous. I'm nervous, bro. Someone did text me. Someone did text me. How's righty? How's righty? Is, is he okay? I waited till after the no, final whistle. Of he's no, not. no, I waited till after the whistle. And I just was like, he is now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so let's wrap on the game stuff yeah. because mm. we've done quite a lot on the actual game itself. Yeah. And um, before we go to a break, we're missing a very chaotic voice. But luckily, yeah. Chaos Flow voice noted us at <laughs> fuck knows what time last night <laughs> because we had to get her voice on the podcast. So Absolutely. we'll play out on Flow's voice note to the break. Nice. Um, on the Met line back home uh, and you can probably hear it is absolute chaos um, it is half past 11 so hours after the final whistle and people are going nutty um, yeah I mean I can't believe England won that Germany were absolutely all over them as well in that second half and in extra time I thought they were clinging on for dear life I thought it was penalties or bust that was the only way they were going to win this game and they made it happen. They fucking made it happen. They did the job done. They are winners now. They are winners. No one can ever take that away from them. That is the marker now. They won it. They fucking did it. They won it. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should we just pick up Serena first? Because yes. pick up Serena. Because she has done what no coach has done before. Back to back, bro. Back to back Euros back with back. Different, countries. different countries. Wow. Oh my God. Complete praise for her incredible achievement. And Borsa Martinez's record in this tournament is superb in terms of what she's done. And what I love about them as coaches is, and I maybe said this earlier, but they both coach for two hours and penalties. Yeah. They have a whole game strategy in their heads for this is going to pan out a certain way because you can see that by the substitutions. You can see the way they manage a game in stages. Ellen White is on mm. early to press. That's the attrition. We bring in Russo here. We bring in Toon here. Take Kirby off for the playmaker. We bring in Chloe Kelly as a wide forwarder. Everything is calculated. Everything is there. And so I, what I love about these, these coaches is every single point, even watching them in the touchline area, their movement actually within the box is quite similar. Like if you look at like the movement of center forwards, if you did like a heat map for them, 
very interesting in terms of like particularly the second half the spaces they're taking up in their own boxes even like they always always give a sense of control they're proactive they're visible so the players can see them they're giving instruction but also they have their body language is relatively is controlled so whenever you look at them you're like they know what they want to do next it's incredible just their presence because obviously like the touchline just watching you know watch like Wenger on the halfway line or whatever the way that a, a coach conducts themselves you know Serena Martina whoever it is where they're coaching yeah. is that, that that message that you're sending and what she's managed to transmit throughout the entire tournament is a sense of Calm, yeah, I, calm, I, yeah, even even but the only the only least. coach to pick I think the coach in the US to pick to pick an unchanged lineup every single game. Mm. That is how, incredible. How fortunate have you got to be as well, though, Mister, to be able to do that? Yes, to have no injuries and no COVID, of course, and and be able to you know it's luck as well. Yeah. Things are going things are going for you. Yeah. Yeah, you need when you can do that. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely yeah. luck as well. But, like, but also, the, also yeah. the guts, the guts, because we've, how many times mm. have we seen coaches in different tournaments, different spages, ages, ages, bow to public pressure and introduce a player as a starter because everyone's clamoring for it. What we call fan service. Mm. We're not going to name names on this podcast because we don't like to name and shame, but there are coaches in previous tournaments, different incarnations of England teams who have done the kind of fan service and it has cost generations. But Serena mm. didn't do that. She's like, we have a plan. This is how we're setting up. Yes, the team knows yeah. what's coming, but they're not ready for the intensity and the variation within which, because even like with the starting, with England starting as they did, like let's not forget, like let's also, England started in this final, it's, what, it's their best start in a game in the last three, since the quarters. Yeah. Since in the knockouts, yeah. if that makes sense. So she got that, I, I, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I, I love Moose. From the start, you know, because remember, we, we, we appointed her a year before. Mm. She had to do the, the Olympics with the Netherlands. And, um, you know, from the time she came in, I, I, when, she, when they appointed her, of course, she was, uh, she, she'd won the, the Euros, the women's Euros. I was over there. I watched it. I watched it happen at home. And what you could get, what you got from her then was a calmness, a, a manager. Every time she'd done her interviews, she's very much, she's, she's there. She's present. She's not like anywhere else. She's not thinking of the noise around her and anything. She's saying what she's saying right in this moment. And that, you notice that with her. And from the time she's taken over for, for us, no airs, no graces, no this, no that, no whatever. And just focus on, yes, we've beaten teams, 10s, we've beaten 20s, 8s. But watch, you could see that she was so focused on specifics like, no, we need to do this better. We need to be more ruthless here. Mm. We need to be tighter here. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of noise going on. This needs to happen. That needs to happen. And we always knew that she, if she gets her 11, that's her 11. So how is she going to make sure that, that people outside the 11 are happy? And we saw it. Done it with the Netherlands. She done it with us. And I made the point last night that watching when the game finished, Beth England, who's not played a minute, a minute. she ran to her and hugged her like she, she hadn't seen her mum for like two, two years or something after COVID. She honestly, that says everything to me about how this woman is and how she's dealing with this and how she's made it so inclusive and everybody's got a part to play in it. You may not play a part to play in it, but you've got a part to play in it. She's done it. She's, she's, she's managed this team, this talented team, a team that we believed should be doing this. It didn't happen under the previous managers because let's face it, we're talking about an elite manager now who's got the best out of them. Yeah. I can't praise her enough. You can't. You know, see when her face comes up right, everyone goes crazy I, when her face goes yeah. up on the board. Can I throw this can as we, well? Can we award the biggest bunch of flowers ever awarded in a writer's house? It has to be, yeah. We're going to have to get a truck. And if we're going to do that Serena's as well, can I just... Yeah. Serena. I want to throw this as well. Official. Absolutely. Official, she's got... Flowers them. for Serena. And also, can I just say this, on this obvious point, and it's been said before, I'll throw it in. One thing, and I'll just throw this into the universe, I want to speak it into reality. I would love mm. the generations that went to the final, 84, 1984, 2009, and now just have a, like a round table conversation about like wow, that legacy Moose. and like, oh, like what do you think got you over the line? What were the margins in 84? What were the margins in 2009? Hope Powell, obviously who played. Remember we, we hosted coached, it in 2005. Right, and then like Hope yeah. Powell who, who played in the, as he played in, in the final and then like, I think coached in like 2009, like, and just have them all in a round table and be like, the lineage, Moose, like the lineage. Moose, remember in 2009, the only reason why it was on television in the first place, it was on Eurosport, I think was because England were in the final. They didn't yeah. even care about it. Who they did they didn't lose even to? Care. Germany, Germany 6-2. You know, we went out in 2005, we went out in the group stage. People didn't even know. I remember saying it, saying it and they said, 
we, we hosted it. Yeah. That's why Alex was saying yesterday, these people, when they were talking about hosting it in these stadiums, everybody's, no, 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 no. Football clubs didn't want the women's game in their stadiums. Yeah, we talked about this you know? before. Like, and you know, it's 101 years since the FA ban. Began. 101 years. Uh, Serena. Mm-hmm. So until when Serena, Serena Wigman decided to become an international manager, mm-hmm. Germany were on a roll of six straight Euros. And since she has, they haven't won one. Wow. <laughs> Serena, man. The blockage. Serena is amazing. And the thing that's been really interesting about her back-to-back Euros is that they both come on home soil for mm. the side that she was coaching. And the added pressure for that. Uh, Jesus Christ. There's a calmness to her manage- management um, that is, is essential for being a, a top manager. Yeah, yeah. You know, with, because it seems like she can naturally blank out the noise and, and, and go straight to the core of, of what she needs to do. It's like, we were hammering teams and you could see in her face and in her interviews and people asking us stupid questions about how many goals you scored. She said, no, no, no. I, it's like, you know, someone's giving somebody a massive rock and like the, the sculptor's got to make it. She can already see what, she can already see the art. She can already see it. Mm. So with everybody doing all this faff talk about, yeah, but we're scoring so many goals. We're doing this. Oh, how can she be saying that about this? But the fact is, she could see what's needed. She had a plan. She could see. Had a plan, she saw the vision. Man. And this is why when people say about being a manager, mm. I, have gotten, I haven't got those. People say, oh, can you learn that? For me, that must be something that comes natural to her because it's, you, you can see other people, they probably learn that kind of like calmness and that. She's always calm. She's always in control. And it seems like she's got this kind of like, like when she comes onto the screen, she's got a vibe about her, what makes you feel so... It's the energy, so isn't it? Good. The, the trans- it's, very, she's got yeah. Yeah. She's the leader. It's a leader. Natural. Exactly what it is. She's the leader. One of the things that makes this, this win so amazing for England, I think, is that you have all of the pressure that men's footballers have, and then you have that added pressure of breaking through, yeah. breaking the barriers, but all of this extra weight about how it can change stuff. And like that, I cannot understand how overwhelming that must feel. And the fact that they've, they've handled that I can't think of enough superlatives for it. I just can't. Yeah, actually. exactly. Sophie Petzal was tweeting about like going to like games in France and like Holland and like, you know, like supporting women's game, women's football for so long. And just like how Sophie Petzal, screenwriter, uh, TV writer, where you're, you're supporting and, and, and the game's not getting the support and it's not getting publicized and all the rest of it. And just being in the stadium and just enjoying that atmosphere, like just that crowd size, you know, a lot of us will go to a major final and we'll be like, oh, it's a major final, the two teams playing. But the deeper context of, you know, for, for a lot of these women supporting the game, like the deeper context of what it means to even be there. Like, you know, Flo yeah. was talking about how, oh, like when I was playing football at school, I was the weird one. And for me, mm. playing football was like, it was my escape. Yeah, like imagine not way. having an escape at a place as brutal as school can be. And the, the, mm. the thing you love the most is the most shameful part of your existence. That to me is like, it's unimaginable the damage that has been done by suppressing people's joy like that. 17 and a half million watched that yesterday, right? 17 and a half million it peaked at for the, for the, yeah. for the viewing. At the halfway stage of the tournament, it had broken the attendance records mm-hmm. for a women's Euros. And mm-hmm. the final had an attendance that was the highest ever for a for European Championship men or women's final. <laughs> and the three highest attendance in, in European football this season have all been women's games women's two Barcelona game. games at Camp Nou and the final there's no there's it's access it's a you know we'll talk about access a little bit because you know, I want to shout out Brazil Absolutely. for winning another Copper America Feminina yes, against yeah. a really really impressive Colombia on home so shout out shout out for Linda Caicedo who is so young for Colombia but she got player of the tournament I think but that's growing Tim Vickery wrote a great thing about how the gap is closing in in, in the Copper America for women and Brazil have always been you know one of the best and I just think that it's, there's real momentum now. And you said the great thing on, uh, after the semi-final, Ian, about like, you have to make sure that there's a legacy afterwards because of what we're doing. Right. And Absolutely. it's all about like, like Le- Leah's shouty interview. Oh man, it's brilliant, wasn't it? Ground. Yes. She's like, come yeah. to the WSL. And I love that. I love that because in her, her greatest moment, she's still thinking about things that should be done. Yeah. You know, that, sh- that should be done. That shouldn't be happening because she's it's like a, a cry. That's the England captain 
you know, like, like I mentioned it yesterday, right? We were talking about, we just watched the final. We've got Man City, Arsenal on the opening weekend. Most of those players were players who were playing in this tournament. And it's on at seven o'clock on a Sunday night and it's on, t- on, it's, it's on Sky in Manchester, right? Now, even the Manchester fans are going to have a problem with that if it's on TV. And you try to say to the FA, You've got, to, you've, got to stop, you've got to do something about this. You've got, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. They've got to start making it easier for people to get to the games because what the girls want more than anything else, because what we saw in this tournament yeah. was something that these girls have not experienced, and that is full houses in massive stadiums. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to happen at Boreham Wood in these places, but the fact is, is that those stadiums can be full of people if the FA can get hold of what get hold of it and take over all of that and make it easier for people more accessible make it easier put the times on at the, at the set, at the times where people will be able to go you know what I mean? It's just like fucking ridiculous. Access, access, access. Always We've talked about this so much. Uh, can I can I make can I just make light of something? Yeah. Yes, you can. So the Euros winning captain, mm. the player who lifted the trophy, <laughs> literally, <laughs> been on Wright's house. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming, Leah. The player who scored the winner and brought it home to England. Been on Wright's house. Been right. <laughs> Thanks, for coming. Thanks for coming, Chloe. So, Chloe, you're always welcome. Can we shout out Leah Williamson and also Beth Mead and winning oh, player of the tournament, God. which I think yes, yeah. There was a sh- I think we we were talking about Lena Oberdorf. She got young player of the tournament and mm. she was immense throughout the whole tournament. And I think if Germany had won this game, I think she probably would have probably won player of the it. tournament. Actually, it could have been one of about four players in the final. It could, it could yeah, have been but one the of thing four is, players. I think that it's one of those. The way it worked out, you know, no one's going to argue with Beth Mead. No one's going to argue mm. um, because you know, winning the final as well, best player in the tournament. In the, um, in the winning team, you know, scoring the most goals. The and that's what it takes. Was he, yes, yeah. Yeah. it was. It was. But I, what I'm pleased about is the amount of quality players that were on show. And like we're talking about the noise and misogynistic bigot pricks who now are very, very quiet. It doesn't make no difference because even when I'm speaking to the girls and we're in the, um, the green room and we're talking about it, you know, it's, it's, it's very much a, a topic of. Why people are not actually even talking about it anymore? And as the tournaments moved on, mm. they've talked about it less. The noise from them is less because what I've always said to to everybody is let them speak. They're entitled to say what they say because what's happening is it's like I can't remember who said it, and I'm really disappointed about it because I want to give them credit. The dinosaurs screaming at the meteor. Yeah, it doesn't matter what they say. Seventeen and a half million people watched that yesterday. Gonna go all ask England England fan TV. It's turning mm. blood. It's turning. <laughs> it's turning blood. It's turning. Well, what I've and actually, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna just throw this in, not to promote myself on your podcast, Ian. But <laughs> no, 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 no. It feels. Listen, listen. First, let me come out. Let me come out of my shelf for a second. It's not about me. I don't like to talk about myself. Says the man wearing a jumper with actual <laughs> lights on. Well, in thank August. you. He's got it's not about me. It. It's not. I about- am wearing. Yeah, I want to just disclose to the listeners that I am actually wearing. My Christmas sweater. I wear my Christmas in, in August. In August with you know, the lights on yes, in with August. With the lights on in August. It's got flash. It's got like the reindeer. Do you know I'm wearing it because I woke up feeling festive. Because, yeah, listen, it's a festive season. Let me promote myself to that extent that, like, when I was coming back from down the Olympic Way out of the stadium after soaking up this incredible victory and looking around, I just thought, whatever happens from now, the situation's permanently changed. This has mm. given people, and there's an incredible feeling when you go under like the tunnel, and shout out to the um, stadium stewards and officials, a great job shepherding people out safely, really great job in, in just getting, there was no bottlenecking at all. We're coming out um, underneath the bridge towards the Wembley Park Stadium, and there's a really nice kind of like, you know, the red glow of like the, the stone on the side, and people are singing like, you know, England songs, and someone's holding a, a, a sign up, a Germany fan's holding a sign, and the sign basically says, whatever happens, I just want people to have a good time. I just want the teams to play well. And I was like, this, I said, this right here, it doesn't go back from this. Regardless mm-hmm. of the challenges, the game phases, the community phases, it doesn't go back from this. And that to me was like, and I woke up this morning and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm actually feeling like yeah. there's a joy there. And I'm actually writing something for this very, you know, I'll put it up later at some point, but basically like, this isn't a moment. This is a sensation because moments come and go. This is a sensation in terms of this has lasted from the final whistle and let, no, let's be honest, it, it's lasted from 2 p.m. before, like, three hours before the game even kicked off, mm. 
to this morning, to this conversation, I'm still feeling that same sense of, I witnessed something up close that, that, is, that is unique and, and, and pivotal. History. Yeah, there's history. a disturbance. Yeah, self-promo self promo ends. <laughs> Something has entered the upper earth atmosphere. Exactly. I felt that. It, you know what's happened? That's exactly what's happened. They've felt it. The Sith, they've felt the, the disturbance in the force. Can I say to those others as well, to quote the Sith, to those who didn't, I just, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, and that's the best. I'm going to watch it. But just back to that, can I just say back to the players, Absolutely back to the miss. people that built this mm. game, back to the journalists who covered it, Amy Rushkai, Susie Rack, so many incredible. Molly McKell, we oh like just gosh, yeah. absolutely, yeah, like just all these people who've covered this game. I remember speaking to Beth Mead about getting into games because she was obviously coming from up the Northeast and all that stuff. And like, because I woke up this morning and I remember waking up after games, after big games, um, winning it after the celebration the night before. And you always, you know, you feel great. I just think to myself now, how did, like, it's the parents. The parents, because remember, it's the parents shuffling up and down the country to get to football matches once they had to stop playing with boys at 12 to find games. I just can't stop thinking about how they must feel mm -hmm. this morning after yesterday as well. It's just like, can you imagine the dad, like, 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 like I say, Beth Mead's dad, you know, I'm sorry, at um, Boreham Wood and that. You know, just see him just beating, you know, like, how must he feel this morning? Because we're talking about a man that can see his daughter, wants to be a footballer. We can't see that it's up there. It's not there because we can't see professional, when he's playing professional football in the stadiums because you don't dream of being a professional footballer and don't dream of being in big stadiums, which they've done yet, which they've now done. Mm. You just dream of, I want to be a footballer. And they've done it. They've driven them all over the country just to find football. And then that happens. That is what makes me feel so good about it. Yes. Because yes. those people, can, they had the faith. With all those people you're talking about, Ryan, they had a faith in their children to say, if you want to play football, I don't care if you're a girl, I'm going to make sure that I get you there. That's what, and that's the reward for those people yesterday. Beth Mead's dad must be like, my life is complete. Yeah, ecstatic, yeah. It's just amazing. Unbelievable. Leah Williamson, the captain. Oh my God, did you see the picture with Kelly? Yeah. Kelly's message, yeah. dream Leah big. Like ball girl, uh, mascot, sorry. Mascot, and she said, yeah. and she wrote on there, dream, dream big. big. Can you imagine Kelly the first Smith, time like, Leah took that? Like, like Kelly trailblazers Smith. before. Did you see how she was like, crying? Kelly was yeah. actually, she was bawling. And the thing is, is that she wrote that because that's what she wanted her to do. Kelly wanted this to happen for her and it's happened for her. That's why she wrote on that paper, dream big. There's no way you could tell me that Leah dreamt of being the England captain to, to be the captain that lifts the trophy. It's honestly, I could see, there's so many women just in and around it yesterday just burst into tears. Yeah, because it's, it's one beautiful. Thing, it's yeah. fucking beautiful. Dreaming of a World Cup, you know, people grow up, like we talked to Martinelli, like when he was seven years old, his dad goes, one day you'll lift the World Cup, you know, 21, you'll lift the World Cup. Unbelievable. That was a thing that existed. How do you plan for a world? How do you dream in a world where your, your dream exactly. doesn't even exist yet? It's just, to me, it doesn't it's exist. just... It's not there, Moose, to, to finish up. I just want us to not drop the ball on it like we've the legacy of the Olympics. It's, you know, it's not yeah, happening. Yeah. I, I can't see legacy. This can't be the same. No. It literally, it cannot be the fucking same. Otherwise, like I said, the other, what are we doing? Yeah. All right, so should we move on to the German Super Cup? <laughs> <laughs> did you see Liverpool and Man City? Did you see yes, it? Yes, I did. We did. We're going to do it all on Stadio. Yeah, and I've got, a, I've got a very big hot take. Okay, brilliant. Is this staying in? No, 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 of course not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to tweet that whole thing. You know what? I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> leave it in. Leave it in. So, yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll do all the other stuff on, on, on Stadio. Stadio's going to be up Tuesday evening UK time Tuesday morning US time so we'll do all the Look rest of the football on, yeah. on that and then Stadio uh, will be on Thursday again because Liverpool's seasoning can I just say that they're seasoning food they are <laughs> they're seasoning they are. meat <laughs> but they did it the day before and stuck it in the fridge I know that Liverpool marinated. Let's, I'm going to leave it on that. That's it. All right. All right. All right. Thanks for having us, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, pleasure. Guys, I love you. Love you too, man. Speak to you soon. See you soon. See you soon. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you. Can I say thank you very much to 
the lionesses. You've given us pure joy. Congratulations. Uh, I, I don't have the words, as Alex Scott would say, to quote Alex Scott. But thank you very much, Musa Kwonga. Thank you very much, Ryan Hun. Um, and we'll see you again next week. Like Ryan's gonna, Ryan and Musa are going to be covering a load of stuff and the games that we haven't spoke about on the, on, the, on Wrighty's House. But uh, I'll be looking forward to that. But again, you know, what can I say? It came home. <laughs>